Welcome to CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Mabra. This is your one-stop shop to learn the business side of your practice on a deeper level. On this show, we empower you to own your CEO status to scale your practice for growth, sustainability, and profit. Listen in as we talk about how to market your practice to gain more visibility, hire, build, and engage your ride-or-die dream team, create streamlined operations, and make financial decisions as a CEO. It's time to show up as a confident leader to create a practice and life you love. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. It's Brandy here. Hello, hello. So I'm excited to talk about today's conversation. It was inspired because I am fresh from Vegas from a speaking event, speaking to mental health nurse practitioners. And it was so fun to connect. It was fun to answer questions about business and leadership. It was fun to just step into my CEO status and fully own it uh, for the mission and the vision that I have, you know, and so I was able to dive into my burnout story. For those of you who have not heard my, the reason why, the true reason why I do what I do, um, not only to teach you the business side of your practice, but also I don't want to have any practitioners burned out and wanting to sell their practices for pennies or to get out of the field or to say I'm done with this or to feel broke or, you know, all the things that can that can definitely come when you open up your practice. My story comes from years and years and years of being burned out from building, growing and leading practices. And I know what it can do to you. I can know it can definitely drive you to hate what you've chosen in life to do as a career. And I don't want that for anybody. So you know, for those of you who maybe wondered, like, how did you even stumble upon this, then that is how I stumbled upon it, because I've lived it, been there, done that, have the t-shirt. And so I want to make sure that the conversations that we're having definitely serve you, mostly because I don't want you to be burned out. I don't want you to be tired. I don't want you to be exhausted. I don't want you to hate your practice. And that's the goal, (laughs) you know, and so the more, more efficient and effective you are at running it, And the more confidence that you have and the more empowered you are, I believe, as a CEO of your practice, then the more easier things can be for you to definitely change people's lives. Right. And so with the with the talk that I did over the weekend, there were a lot of things that came from that. And it was just one simple action. And I say simple in quotation marks because there was a lot of work that went into to even being able to show up between the travel, between schedules, between making sure my family was good while I was away, between making sure that my team's family, because my director of operations came out there with me, you know, their family was good while while they were away. Uh, from submitting the presentation, from actually practicing the presentation, from if pitching myself for the event, like all of this work, right? And so when we're thinking about what we're doing in our practices, there are two types of tasks, which is what we're going to talk about today. Two types of tasks. And so based on these two types of tasks, there are private practice CEO tasks, or what I call money-making tasks. And then there are in the weeds tasks that CEOs do not do that are energy wasters, right? And a lot of times the bigger tasks require a lot of energy. So we think 
that is not going to be the thing that's going to move my pra- my practice forward or my business forward. And it's opposite thinking. So I want to dive into making sure that you're setting yourself up and making sure that you understand whenever I say at least, or maybe you hear on the market to move your practice forward, what does that mean? So the title of today's episode is Private Practice CEOs Do These Activities. And we are going to dive into what it really means to step up and own your CEO status and making sure that you're recognizing when you're working on tasks that might feel very productive, tasks where you look at and you can maybe check them off on the list, but you notice I'm not where I want to be. I'm not making the money I want to be. I am not in the place that I feel can most benefit those I'm here to serve. So it's important for you to recognize and to have some sense of what do I need to do as a CEO compared to what I think I'm doing as a CEO. Now, for those of you who might be in the beginning stages, I will say that this is going to be a great episode for you to listen to proactively, but I want you to recognize, I definitely want to make sure that you recognize that in the beginning stages, you are just doing all the things, right? And so for you, it's it's recognizing when it's time to actually switch the mindset from worker B to, okay, now this, this practice has a life of its own. It's become its own entity. It is making its own money. The schedules are full. And so now you have to step up and really think about things from a CEO perspective. But in the beginning, you're doing all the marketing, all the billing, sending all the all invoices, scheduling, being that experienced person, customer service person, all this stuff, right? So that's normal. That is completely normal. The switch usually happens just to put it into like more of a, when do I need to start thinking that way? The closer you get to six figures of revenue is when you start to notice, okay, things are different, right? Things need to change. Things need to switch, right? Because usually if once you get to six figures, now you're trying to go after multiple six. Once you're at multiple six, you definitely have to start to own your CEO status. And then absolutely it's a hundred percent when you're at seven figures, right? So you can get away with a lot, I would say in the beginning stages, and you can get away with a lot even shortly after you pass six figures. But at some point in time, especially the signs are usually schedules are full, money's coming in on a consistent basis where you notice, okay, I can't do what I was doing because too many things are falling through the cracks or I'm working too many hours. And those are the red flags that come with this, right? So when you're stepping into your CEO role, it can be hard to know which direction to go or what to focus on. So one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself is, is this something a CEO would do? So I want you to write it down, put it above your desk. And it's something that you have to ask yourself as you're sitting at your desk, as you are working on different activities, because it's going to allow for you to analyze, to think, to reflect, and to identify, maybe this isn't something I should be working on. Maybe this is something I need to get off my plate. Maybe this is something I need to delegate. Maybe this is something I shouldn't be doing at all, you know? And so oftentimes what happens is most, including myself, get stuck. You know, you can get stuck in working on all the things that just feel like, oh, this seems like it's a good use of my time. And it's not. So to go back to my experience over the weekend, I spoke on stage. Amazing. I answered questions. Amazing. We made connections. Amazing. And what was on the other side of that was movement, momentum, further partnerships, right? They asked me to be part of a panel later on in the day. 
um, which I wasn't expecting, which I was excited to be part of. They are now wanting to partner with me in a more closer way as a true private practice resource, which I wasn't expecting, which I'm excited to be able to dive into that more. And there's just a lot of momentum, right? But again, it took a lot of coordination. It took for me to actually have the nerve to even pitch myself for this speaking event to have the nerve to fly across the country to have the nerve to you know just really to step up on the stage and so the event that i did is what i am going to say is a ten thousand dollar task so part of the activities that you're doing in your practice are categorized into four different types of buckets right and so they're for those who are part of private practice CEO, the CEO school for private practice owners, you know that there are $10 tasks, $100 tasks, $1,000 tasks, and $10,000 tasks. So me flying out to Vegas and speaking on stage was a $10,000 task. So on the other side of me doing that activity, I know that at least $10,000 is going to come into my business some way, somehow, right? And it's great to know because that's usually what happens. If I am doing any kind of bigger tasks, $10,000 tasks, money is usually on the other side of that. Now, when I say $10,000, it's sweat equity, right? Why is it a $10,000 task? Because there's a lot of work that went into that, right? There's a lot of energy that went into that. There was a lot of mindset shifts that had, that had to happen for me in order to do that. Most folks think they're being productive by working in the $10 task. Some of the $10 tasks are bookkeeping, tracking metrics, posting on social media, formatting blog posts, you know, maybe sending out an invoice, scheduling. You know, it's, it sounds good. But it's actually a $10 task because most times you can hire someone to help you to do those things. Another bucket, the $100 task that most times people feel productive in, oh, I'm going to go on my website and I'm going to tweak some of the information that's maybe on the website. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and design this graphic. I'm going to go to Canva and I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and test the automations in the EHR system. I'm going to document all of the stuff. And those are $100 tasks. Now, you notice that they carry more weight than the $10 task, but you're not really getting any bang for your buck. So if you design a graphic from Canva, post it on social media, you feel like you're moving your practice forward, but you're really not. You are not right? That post goes out, especially in today's times where algorithms and everything else to only a very small percentage of even however many followers you have actually see that post. So you're not really doing much to move your practice forward, but it feels like you are. So if I had to imagine your checklist, or if you were to write down your to-dos, it's probably a lot of this stuff, right? So it's like, oh, I need to schedule so-and-so, or maybe I need to follow up with so-and-so. Oh, I need to, you know, look at my business bank account or, oh, I need to um, document this thing in the EHR. I need to maybe write a newsletter, like, or I need, like all of those things sound good, right? And they can take up your days and, and forever, but they're not moving your practice forward compared to the other two buckets, which we'll talk about the $1,000 and the $10,000 task. So $1,000 task would be a actual strategic planning, which most people don't want to do. Nobody wants to sit down and actually think about what am I going to do strategically in my practice? Most show up just day by day, just winging it every day with no plan, with no, like, I'm just going to take what God brings me. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, as the day comes, 
That is what's going to happen. And I will tell you, God wants you to show up with a plan. <laughs> like He really does. And yeah, it just from structure standpoint, from not saying, not saying that everything will go according to, to the plan, because we know God absolutely positively does have his own plan for us. But at the same time, showing up for a plan with a plan is better than showing up with no plan because now you're kind of, if the plan doesn't go as, as you thought it was going to go, now you're just kind of like all over the place, right? But you are already showing up all over the place compared to having to pivot or having to tweak the plan. And so there's a big difference. And so when you are actually sitting down doing strategic planning, it saves you time, it saves you money, it saves you hassle, it saves you heartache, it saves you from showing up and winging it every day, right? So that's actually a thousand dollar task. $10,000 tasks, one of the main ones would be public speaking, networking, collaborations, um, you know, teaching like a workshop, like all those things are bigger asks and they require a bigger level of energy, which is why they're $10,000 tasks. So for the essence of what we're talking about, we're, some of this information that we're even talking about is to get ready for the million dollar practice training that's happening August 2nd at 12 p.m. Eastern for those of you who have not maybe signed up yet. And so really trying to understand what exactly leads to bringing money in the door? What exactly leads to making a bigger impact? And what exactly leads to me feeling good at the end of the day, knowing that I am actually doing the work that I was meant to and meant to do and what I was called to do, right? And so with that, that means that you have to pay attention to the activities, right? The business activity. When you think about your day, my question for you is, are you engulfed in $10 task, $100 task, $1,000 task or $10,000 task. And I want you to think about that for a second. What are you doing every day? What are you doing every day? So when speaking on stage, to go back to this example, because it's a $10,000 task, again, I was asked to be on a panel later on that day. I was able to connect with more people being part of that panel. I was asked to do a bigger partnership with the organization from a private practice perspective, which means that I'm gonna be able to impact more lives I'm going to be able to connect with more people, which ultimately at the end of the day, what I do know is going to bring in more revenue into my business. Same thing with your practice. It's really easy to sit there and not do those things and thinking, I want to make more money. I want to do more things. I want to help more people, but I'm going to do it by posting a graphic. It's not the same. It is not the same, right? And so I want you to understand what is the biggest difference between CEO task, money-making task, and CEO energy wasters? You creating your graphic, it's important. Now, I'm not saying that that's not something that you need to do for your, you know, for your business, especially if you're on social media or you're, you know, having to put your brand out there in different ways. I'm not saying that it doesn't need to be done. My question for you is, do you have to be the one to do it? Right. And so that goes back to the number one question. Is this something a CEO would do? Part of the work that I do with with our clients is I'm trying to set your practice up. I'm trying to set you up where you can take time away and for your practice not to burn down while you are away. Right. For you to have the time that you need to take a vacation, you know, during the summer slowdown, are you able to take time off? What's happening with your practice? I've seen a couple of different things. I've seen things where people are talking about, well, I'm going to focus on other revenue opportunities. That's why you need to have other revenue that's coming in the door. So that way during slowdown time, you're focusing on bringing, you know, the money on. I love the thought process, 
but also how would it feel if you were able to go on vacation during the summer slowdown and still be able to bring in money without it having to come from you being able to do the work, right? So again, what do you need to do to set up your practice to help serve folks, to help serve you, to make sure that you're able to leverage it and you're not the one who has to always do the work. That's the biggest difference when it comes to mindset from where you've created a job for yourself or where you've actually created a company that creates jobs for other people. Big difference. So for this episode, that's the, that's the, that's the million dollar question. That is the million dollar question. Is this something a CEO would do? I want you to have the freedom. I want you to have the time. I want you to be able to have the choice of what you want to focus on inside of your practice. So there was an example of a, of an owner who was frustrated because she asked, what happens when I have a full schedule? I have a full schedule. There are clients and patients that she has to see, right? Specifically for the practice. And she said, I don't have time to look at my money. I don't have time to make sure that things are running smoothly. And that's a choice. You have a choice. If you have a business, if you have a full schedule and you know that things are falling through the cracks, that's your choice. One of the things about being a CEO is everything that happens in your practices is because of you and everything that's not happening in, in your practice is because of you. It's yours. You own it. So to say, at, to be at the mercy of your practice and to say, I don't have the time, it's because you don't want to make the time. And you're not actually stepping into the opportunity to make the time, right? So if you know that you have to look at your money, you know that there's important conversations that you need to have with different vendors you know that you're tired and you need a break you know that things are not running as smoothly as what they need to those are all your choices you need to make a different choice and i want to empower you to do that but at the end of the day it's all up to you right i i can't come into your practice and force you to do anything but what i can do is i can educate you i can show you something different i can tell you to maybe schedule an hour a week or two hours a week to make sure that you are looking at your money to make sure that you are talking to your team i can tell you to make sure that you're hiring with with strategy and intention and clarity so that way you're not hiring the wrong person who's going to bring down your practice later you know so those are the things that i can help you do the decisions that you make are yours so there was another panelist i loved his story he's a psychologist out in vegas and he talked to this at this point in time he has a seven figure close probably like multi-million dollar practice and what he talked to was that he hired a biller and relied on the biller so much to a fault that he lost five hundred thousand dollars from a biller five hundred thousand dollars right and so part of it Part of this work is for you to own your CEO status and to recognize this is something a CEO would do, but also not to lose touch with what's happening in your practice. Part of understanding the business side of your practice and actually learning how to run your practice and listening to podcasts like this is so you don't lose money. So you want to delegate, you want to hire with intention, you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success, but at the end of the day, you still want to keep a pulse of what's happening within your practice. So I want to make sure that I'm being very clear about this. When I do say you want your practice to run without you, you want your practice to run without you, but you don't want to be so oblivious to, I'm just blindly trusting this person because you're not savvy enough to understand what needs to happen in your practice, right? So that is part of being a CEO. That's very high level. So using the example from the person who has the full schedule and who doesn't have time, 
This is why you have to make the time. You have to make the time to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success, right? So that's my rant for, you know, for today's episode. Again, what energy wasters are you working on today? What money makers are you working on today? Are you putting yourself in a position to move your practice forward? And if so, great. What are you doing and how can you do more of that? If not, why? You know, what do you need to change? All right. All right. So ask the question, is this something a CEO would do? And that's where I'm going to end it at for today. So I'll see you guys next time. Now, before you go, if you want to know more about what it takes to grow and scale your practice to a million dollars, join me for my brand new training called The Million Dollar Practice. Inside this training, I'm giving you a firsthand behind the scenes look for what it takes to grow and scale your private practice to seven figures. Between working with the multiple seven figure practice owners and helping our clients to make more money, and using my 15 plus years building, growing, and leading multiple multi-million dollar practices, I've got some juicy things to share to help you to have a million dollar practice of your own. All you have to do is go to SavvyClover.com slash million dollar practice to register today. I'll see you there.